Two is rolling. I'm quite a so I wanna I'm gonna do just like a brief introduction and then when I say like what's going on guys I want you to do that fucking harmonizing thing you're doing for. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go I'll start off. Uh, I need a sneeze. Dog shit! Maybe I'll point the stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need shit like that in the background, bro. Yeah, yeah, we I'm trying to get out of people Hey bless you, Mr. Adlibs. I'll be bless you. Rage Rap is a new underground hip-hop movement in Brisbane. Meshing styles between EDM, trap, and hyperpop, we got some bloody legends of the underground scene here today. We got Louis Vicious, Uchi's Moot, Danger Black, Stewie, and... Brain. Sorry, Brain. <laughs> just in the back, like a crazy one. So Gang He's the main. He's the main act. He's the main act. He's actually what? headline every show. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Stu works for him. Where are you guys from, and what inspired you to be musicians, or who inspired you rather? Well, fuck. I'm from fucking Sunny Coast, four five six, boy. Fucking. I just been always playing music my whole life and I fucking never found anything that really like suited what I wanted to do. So when there was like rap met like other genres and shit like that, I was like, hell yeah, it's time to fucking rage on some shit like hard beats mixed with some fucking punk style like energy and shit like that. That's basically where I got it from. I started off in uh, New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand and came over came over to Australia at a young age. Um, Basically, I grew up on a lot of R&B and like reggae shit and all that kind of stuff, like the 90s and soul and all that kind of shit. But then like sort of growing in with these boys and the sort of turn that I took in my life, especially with my depression and the mental health that I've been dealing with uh, in the past and over the past few years, um, I, I turned into the emotional melodic and then uh, sort of just all alternative aspects of rap and all genres. I'm a versatile artist that wants to touch base on everything that I can. So like that's me, that's me. Lucy. Shit, I'm, where you at, bro? I'm I'm from Capella, bro, bro, in Southside Brisbane. And um I've been doing music for like I've always been around music most of my life. But it's only when I was like twelve, thirteen when I was like, shit, I wanna do something with this. And then yeah, I just I was always listening to like like no specific genre, I was listening to everything. Like, I didn't, I've always been like, I don't really care about a genre as long as it sounds good to me. For and sure. Then, as long as yeah. we're raging. Well, that's it, and that's why we, me and especially Uji touch base on a lot of the shit that we make because, like, we've been through the trenches together and yeah. a lot of the shit that we've done, like, especially the, with the emotional shit and everything like that and the mental states have been crazy for us both. So that's how we really, like, grew our love together as, like, not just brothers but also like blood brothers and that's also to me like it is with fucking Louie here and with my fucking manager, my boy, my fucking lifesaver right here, Stewie, fucking 42 on the gang. Bro, all of us together bro, all of us, motherfuckers wouldn't be able to put aside that we're actually not blood brothers and we, we, we all have the same mother, pretty much all of our mothers except us to be their sons, so I ain't even tripping, especially Louie, like I wouldn't be where I'm at without Louie. From where I was, I was always making sad shit, and then I moved on to a lot of the slap type shit and all that kind of stuff. And he really like pushed me to be where I am today. So without these two boys, uh, 
I would not be where I'm at today. Polo 42 for shit. For real. That's why, that's why we're at 42, bro. And speaking of 42, I want to talk about Stewie, the man behind the magic. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here today. So, oh God. Can, you, can you give a bit of an introduction to the audience as to what the 42 Collective is and what your goals are? Yeah, so really the 42 Collective, it, it comes from a place of like, I guess all of us have always been outcasts in our lives until we found each other, so to speak. And I know a lot of the people that do listen to the music that these guys make do feel a little bit lonely at least. Um, all of us, like Tom was saying, like Deidre was saying, like we have been through like some shit for sure. So a lot of us have a lot of pent up like emotions, feelings, and we we really like and when it comes to things like say like mental health, suicide, like different stuff like that. Um, we all have a special place in our heart for it. So really, what we're trying to do with our collective in general is just make a place where everyone that comes to our shows will feel like there's somewhere they belong. You know what I mean? Especially uh, on the emotional side of things, like I myself, and I don't know for sure, even like Uchi and shit like that, definitely would see ourselves as like protectors of the youth because I don't want people to be going through what I've been through as a younger age. Like the shit that I've been Fuck. through is unspoken of. Like motherfuckers can't really imagine what I've been. It's indescribable what I've been through. And like these boys literally saved me from where I was. So it all started like pretty much like of heavy Xanax use or heavy script use ever since I was probably like 13 years old with heavy depression and anxiety, everything uh, mental health wise. It uh, goes like beyond the artist um, as well. Like it's not just a music thing at the end of the day. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are close to us that are 42 um, that don't make music at all. They're not creatives. They're not like anything to do with that. They're just people that really needed Mm. someone or like a group of people to care for them because at the end of the day when we are alone in life like somewhere to be different and not feel different and for sure and like all you motherfuckers gotta know that none of you are alone especially when you're with us and especially when you listen to our music none of you are alone because we we have a lot of people at our shows man that come from fucking like housing commission that come from not even like having a house people in like what was that kid at our last show? Where did he come from again? Like docs and shit, man. Like he's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's shelters, like child safety shelters. and shit. We That's have people who are homeless at our shows, like, and we try and we try and help even those people that can't even afford tickets to come to our shows because they're the people that we want to range with. They're the people we want to. So like, you know. like, like from me, like being successfully resuscitated from actually like dying from an overdose and then being uh, brought back to life has like given me sort of an advantage on top of like when people listen to especially my emotionally melodic music it helps them get out of that mind state that they want to kill themselves and things like that which is what like or at least numb the pain or tell them or show them that they're not alone you know what i'm saying so i just don't want i wanted to be i want to be able to like help as many kids that i can or as many like fucking adults as i can in any way that i fucking possibly ever could and that's all our advantages. It's not about fuck the money, fuck the fame. It's not about that, bro. It's about fucking helping people, and that's all that I care about. Like that, ass. I would be, I would, I would be dead myself if it wasn't for me just wanting to help people. Just go trying to show people what, they can live their lives as well. Exactly. Like, even if they like, if we, if we can do this shit, anybody can do this. Exactly, shit. Like, bro. A lot of my music comes from like, although I don't do like emotional shit. A lot of the emotion behind my music is trying to like show you that even though you feel like that. 
you can still rage and have fun and you can still push through all that shit and get like follow your dreams and all that kind of shit and that's why even even as of late like you've been trying to touch base on like a pathway of also doing the emotional shit and that's why I've been taking a path of like my demon shit where I'll be showing this different genre of that I can do this rage shit as well showing this versatility of like apart from like the seductive and the emotional melodic shit you know what I'm saying and like I know Uchi is as well like especially with what you're doing bro like you can probably like you can probably like tell more on like everything that you're sort of doing in, in that aspect of things bro for sure, for sure. And speaking of raging, can you guys give us a bit of a gig recap of your first Black Bear show with Philo and the Stafford Brothers? Oh, bro. How'd you score that one? Bro, so I've been, I've been trying, I've been in this scene for a lot longer than people like actually even realise. Like I've been a bit of a ghost at the start and like, like Data was saying before, like we've, we've all had our like problems with addiction and fucking suicidal thoughts, just depression and shit like that. So like, I was really stuck at a place for a while, not pushing forward, just being a lazy motherfucker. But like, yeah, I just, since I've been in that scene for so long, I've been trying to make all these little connections anywhere I can. And Phil was one of those people I was like trying to talk to like at a yeah. very early stage, just like, I'm here motherfucker, I'm ready to rage. And like, I just kept pushing and pushing. And then one day I just got a DM saying like, fuck yeah bro, you should come play at the show, and then... It's time. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then I was so hyped, bro, and then he listened to our music, like mine and Data's music, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it, you guys are opening for us. And we're like, what the fuck? It's our first show. <laughs> Sold that bitch out, man. Fucking, yeah, it was crazy. Even though we had COVID restrictions and shit like that, it was, you wouldn't have even told, like, you'd been able to see that there was any restrictions. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> honesty, of all honesty, like without me being put on, like it would, it, it's only Louis that really put me onto that. And even that first show, like I was way anxious and shit like that, and I wasn't even at full performance level, and I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. But since we've gone to all these different shows around Brisbane, and we literally put on for every single motherfucker, I know that like even on Inside Roswell, like that shit, bro, we put on for these cunts like no other motherfucker in the city. If you want to see a fucking lit show, then you come to our fucking shows. No fucking word, word, word on my mom's fucking grave. You come to our fucking shows and you have the best time of your fucking life. No cap. Prove us wrong. Mm. Prove us fucking wrong. Prove, yeah. us, yeah. prove us fucking wrong. You can't, bro. You can't. For sure, man. Inside Roswell, Backdog Arts. That's that was my introduction to Forty Two to the gang. Hell of an introduction. And it was. <laughs> it was a hell of an introduction. You guys, full one hundred and ten percent fucking scented, bro. It was ridiculous. It's, it, it's also just like the full, like the, the learning capacity that we've literally taken on and the knowledge in such short time of like being able to fucking just like completely control the crowd. Yeah. Nothing, like with, with no fucking effort whatsoever, bro. Like, like from crowd surfing and shit, when, when shit that we haven't been able to do and all that kind of stuff and like fucking, like it's just like a next level of excitement, bro. It's like we want to be on stage every single fucking day. I want to be doing a show every day and I know Louie and I know Uchi and I know... Bro, I get, I get depressed after shows. Exactly. Because <laughs> you want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the thing is, we all have like an energy. We yeah. have some type of energy that exactly. isn't like we can't be matched. And it's all about getting into that. can't be made. Nah, well, it's only yeah. you born into this. 
it's, it's all about getting yourself into that fucking like full demon mode where you're not giving a fuck about anybody else or anything bro and you literally jump up on stage and you fucking just like get everything out of your mind and you're there not to make the money not to fucking like try to like get yourself any traction or anything like that you're there to put on for the cons that have literally come to see you you're just fucking be a part fans. of the euphoria you know what I mean you're there to fucking put on for those motherfuckers like fuck everything else bro you're there to put on for them that's it Louis Louis literally sacrificed himself at that fucking gig <laughs> full send I, I want to talk about what happened at the end of the gig if you're oh, keen yeah yeah if, no problems bro if, if you're there if if you were at that gig, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't know anything was up until the end. I Sorry, if you don't know, I was filming and doing photography that night. I got what I needed. I was like, okay, I'm going to go outside for a breather because it's fucking hot and hectic in here. I went out to the smokers. I was just chilling. And then this motherfucker, at the end of his set, stumbles out of the back door at Backdock Arts. Walks right up to me, collapses on the fucking ground and has a seizure. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> who is this fucking person? Like, what? what is this? Can, rage, bro. Can, can you explain <laughs> what happened to you and how you raged yeah, so yeah, hard? Yeah. So, Daedara ended up having to play his set earlier because Nifty, shout out Nifty, fucking lost his USB. <laughs> God. Classic Fenny move. God. Classic <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, he lost his USB, so Data had to, was nice enough to fucking go first, but like we're in a Nif's place, and then we sold Nif out and shit. But during Data's set, we were raging so hard, and Stewie was on stage, and we we're basically like bashing Tom on stage, like, and fucking. Yeah, I fell over from like standing up and just hit my head on the fold back, like folded my neck into the fold back, and the fold back came off the stage. That's why they call it fold back. Yeah, <laughs> made me fold, eh? Like, and then I walked backstage, looked at our DJ, I was like, "Hey, bro, check out this split on the back of my head. What do you think about that?" And he said, "Fuck it, bro, you pussy, just get back out there." And I was like, "Yeah, fucking rage!" And I went back out there, fucking finished on set, fucking finished Nif set. Because you were on stage basically all night. For everyone's set, you were on stage. Yeah. You didn't give a fuck. Then um, I had my set come, and it was all good, but I felt fine. Got a bit thirsty, asked for some water. I've only just been told now that somebody did give me some water, but I threw it out on everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got mad, mad dehydrated and shit, and... um, I started like blacking out a little bit towards the end of my set. Like I can't really remember a lot, but I just remember yeah. starting wrist blind as like a second encore or something. Like at this point, I had no idea what was going on. So I was like, yeah, let's do another song. Like, it's fucking standard. Yeah, and then like I don't know about halfway, maybe maybe three quarters of the way through that, my brain just stopped and I just turned around and walked off stage. There's photos if you if you want to bring them up I can send them to you. Shit, like of me walking off stage and you can tell I'm about to have a seizure. And I just walk off, don't know what happened after that, had a seizure, woke up, everyone was trying to tell me I had a seizure and that and then in the hospital, my girlfriend, she was like she was like, oh, yeah, he had a fucking seizure and this and that. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't. Are you fucking Bro, you were like, in a state, bro. You were, by, by the time I, I left... I was pissed off. I couldn't go yeah. back and celebrate with the boys, though. And that was, like, yeah. my main problem. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here. What I didn't know, bro, is because, like, blood on it from every, every motherfucker above anything, bro, <laughs> all Louis songs, and especially with the feature with me on it, everybody knows fucking wrist blinds. So, like, 
like as soon as he like hopped off the stage like halfway through I was doing the whole I did, I did like half the song by myself and didn't even realise that this gun wasn't behind me <laughs> like he didn't even know what the fuck was going on walked out the back like he was just about to have a ciggy and then dropped like to the ground bro it hit, nearly hit his head but nifty catched him yeah, By the way, bro, your mum's on the phone on, on speed dial. <laughs> 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 Tell us something. I'll be canceled. Did you want to talk to her? Yeah, and if mum was good, what's good? Yeah, I'll see you later on tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. What are we going to do? I'll train her. No worries. Easy, bro. I'll see you later, baby. Tell us tell us a bit about the wrist blind music video. Because I actually know that spot that it was filmed, because I do a lot of music videos myself. I've it, actually Terra, done a couple there. Terra Nora? Yeah, yeah right, the, the abandoned uh, country club. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, dude, we did not expect to be driving to New South Wales on that day, <laughs> to be honest with you. like, It's a pretty dope spot. Though. We went from the big brother fucking house being like fully taken down and shit like that. Yeah, we, we were standing where the big shit. brother house used to be and we're like, really? surely, surely we're in the right spot. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and then that night Turns out they ripped that shit down like literally a couple of fucking weeks before like we rocked up to this point. So like we thought it would be a sick location as well. Like we planned to go down to Terranora too, but our yeah, main yeah, site yeah. was going to be the big brother house. But like... Just fucked up, eh? Like, just yeah, like, like, like another thing was like it was literally like forty minutes, bef- like away from like any sort of fucking store that we could get to for like water, anything. So the whole set, bro, we did not have any fucking water, and like pretty much after every single fucking after every single camera take was on, so you're getting a camera angle of like three minutes, and then you do another camera angle of three minutes, like this way. Like I was, and we're drinking hot champagne, like straight out the bottle. I was fucking throwing up everywhere. And we were fucking still fanning on Like no motherfuckers be like Every single videographer that, that we've met bro Has said like we've been off the downers We've been off anything bro And we'll still be raging hard Like even at the Inside Roswell show Like even in the middle of my set Through like intermission songs Right in between my songs I was just running into the green room Vomiting and then coming straight back And fucking being hyped as fuck Like jumping out like crazy bro Dude when no we were, when we were at Terranor We spent so long there We didn't bring any water or anything So like <laughs> By the end of it, that was my how many hours were yeah. we shooting for? Like for sure. a solid six, six, to six to eight, eight like, hours. Like, six to eight hours of just like day. proper energetic, like like we're at a show. It was for probably six only eight like hours. two minutes downtime between like each take. Which yeah, so yeah, many yeah. But by the end of it, it was pitch black, man. And the caterer, caterer couldn't even move anymore, and he was just sitting in the yeah, middle of this abandoned that, fucking building, just like, yeah, you guys go, man. I didn't care, bro. Most motherfuckers would be like, this is scary shit, and I was sitting there, just like, fuck. That's because I took like ten codeines in the morning and then like we also even, we also thought we weren't gonna be able breakfast. to get home. Remember that we fucking yeah. got to the border and they're like, oh, you need a border pass. Yeah, like, fuck. Oh like, shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, Stewie fucking sort of border pass and like on the spot sort yeah. of thing with them and fuck. Stewie's getting out of the car, bro, trying to walk up to these cops like slow as fuck, like with his hands <laughs> up and shit, like thinking that these motherfuckers are gonna try and like like point a gun on them because they forgot about us, bro. Yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers just like, nah, you're good to take off and. Was a big one. But that was basically that, that video was basically the that was us saying, you know, we've been here, but now we're fucking here. Like we're yeah. ready to fucking yeah. This is the breakthrough kind of fucking you know the very the very it's like the cover letter of our resume coming yeah. out to the yeah. fucking 
And honestly, honestly, if we're breaking down like that song, bro, that is like the pinnacle of literally the middle of where me and Louis first started, like together. Like we first started on that fucking Voices song when we were like three days up, like on amphetamine, fucking like like so many fucking Xanax, like so many Zans, fucking Tepentadol, like fucking lean, like everything. We were just all fucking heaps of shit up for three days, cleaning the fucking house, fucking recording shit and like we made this most just like fucking drug fueled song and shit and that's from where we started bro all the way through to where rockstar shit is which we just like filmed before which you guys will get to see which you guys will get to see up to like wristline up to what we're about to release now which is like fucking like bro Insane. just the levels bro that we've like leveled up is crazy and like I have nobody else to thank but all these boys around me because everybody here has fucking literally saved my life from Louis' girlfriend to Stewie, Stewie especially, bro, from like money problems. This motherfucker has always put on for me, bro. Always helped me out with that shit. Louis, since the start, bro, has helped me with fucking everything. Uchi, he came along later, but like even just with the mental health and everything that was going on just then, bro, like we really connected real fast. And then like it's just like all love. Like I'm best friends with this motherfucker, no cap. And speaking of mental health, can you guys go into a bit of the brand Feel My Pain? Yeah. Keen Observer I'll put this would notice that we're all wearing it. I'll put this out right now. So it all started out, like I started this brand out about three years ago. It started out like when Half Evil Section 8 and all that shit started out. I would have been like popping off right now if it wasn't for like the crazy designs that I was doing and like without people knowing the quality of the clothing. And like, so basically this all started out like when I was actually in the ward at Caboolture, Ward A, I started this shit and I actually cut feel my pain with a razor blade into my fingers and then I got it tatted over me and then I made this I made this fucking mask that I was thinking about when I was literally like crying, like like about to commit suicide. And I made this mask and it was called Feel My Pain and I had a revolution of literally making this brand and I started it up. And it was going crazy, bro. Like, people were fucking loving it at the start. It just wasn't really popping off with, like, how many sales and shit. And, like, it's just it's just come a fucking long way since then, bro. Like, just, basically, like... Basically, after that, like, me and Tom had a... Me and, sorry, Daedra had a talk. <laughs> and we were, like... We were saying no that, like... names, bro. Even, even, though, even though, like, he was coming with crazy designs and shit like that, what he was saying about, like, people not knowing the quality is... People don't, like always look at something and just be like oh that design's sick they do worry about the quality as well especially from like local like smaller brands and stuff like that so we kind of just brainstormed that we we're going to come like he was going to come at the scene with some more like designs that people could just wear all the time like you know a crazy design everybody loves them but like mm. not everybody wears them mm. all the time so if you come with like a basic like Box logo T, like look at Supreme man. Supreme makes <laughs> bro, look at Supreme. Like it's and nothing. Like Supreme is nothing. It's a word on like a shirt and everyone's they, like, bro, they, they, those guys literally <laughs> started off. Is insane, though, like but. those guys literally started out on like a fucking like a vintage t-shirt store in London and shit like that. And then they started working with Stussy. And then after that, it's literally just the box logo on a fucking t-shirt. That's what I mean. So like half evil and things like that was like where the inspiration especially came from with like feel my pain, mm-hmm. uh, because like I also see myself as like half evil. I don't like to see myself as like full six 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 devil shit. It's like being right in the middle where I can like be like an angry motherfucker, especially where I was in the past where I was like 
slicing cunts up and I was running through houses and I was taking oxys every single fucking day and I was just doing fucking dumb shit. I was dealing, I was doing everything that I fucking could to make ends meet for my family from getting kicked out of my house to living by myself and then fucking just getting fucked over continuously with relationships and chicks and fucking just fucking around with all of that and then being saved by these boys because like these boys were actually like my plug back in the day when I had fucking when I was buying Zans and all that shit and then we can, we can cut that out. we can cut that no 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 honestly honestly, honestly I'm, telling, I'm telling a real story here like <laughs> like like, <laughs> like these, these motherfuckers like that like I left like after I had obviously been brought from from, like this little crackhead kind that we used to fuck around with like ages ago fucking um put us on through through to him and fucking like they like literally like oh this kind of like style is like fresh as fucking shit we should just get him to hang out and shit and all that and like so then like i started coming around more often and then hanging out and He's then i like, about film my pain bro yeah yeah i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this getting, is real, I'm getting more i'm getting, in, I'm getting more into that. Yeah. i'm getting more into that you know what i mean and then like eventually like i was just like that real like angry motherfucker that was sitting in the corner and i wouldn't speak much and shit like that and then I started taking more acid and shit with these boys, like mainly you just saw that I was the opposite of that. Yeah, kind of was like the little bro, hyperactive that's ADHD. What, that's what literally <laughs> turned me into like this happy motherfucker that like most cunts think that is like completely insane. Like motherfuckers either come over to the Ford and Two house and they like get want scared. to be there, get they scared. want to be there forever and they fuck with us, or they get scared and they don't ever come back. That's just how it is. Because like, <laughs> like, you know, know, we don't know why. We don't know like, why. Yeah, bro. Because like me and Louis have a different energy to any. People got scared because homeboy was fucking smoking too much weed around them, bro. <laughs> 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 this guy, this guy's smoking a lot of weed. I don't know if we should be around here. From everything, bro. From everything. But like, yeah, that's just like sort of how like everything from these guys saving me from my own house when I was living independently by myself on a casual job and then losing the house because like the rental agencies and shit fucked me over. Fuck. Let's fuck talk about that real shit. quick. <laughs> like, this motherfucker was like, I barely knew him, bro. Like, I met him one time. I was geeked as fuck, and I don't even remember meeting him. And I was just making a song in in the kitchen or in the fucking dining room <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 right in the middle like, of the dining room. I didn't even live there properly at the 42 house. Yeah, I was just crashing on the floor, man. And I was just making a song. Yeah, he comes through. He's like, yo, bro, this is sick. And I don't remember any of that. Do and you guys he, all live together now? Yeah, is yeah, it like yeah, a big, big Uchi lives south side. Basically, like... We met once and I didn't remember it. He came around again. I was like, yo, you're sick, bro. I'm Louie. And he's like, yeah, I know, bro. I met you. And then we like, we were like talking a little bit. That's it, bro. Like probably as much as I know you right now. Yeah. Like that's yeah. how much I knew Dana. Yeah. And then fucking one day he's just like called up the boys or like said something. And he was like basically going to kill himself because like he lost his house. He like was like lost like heaps of shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And he was just like, fuck this. Like I got no start. Barely knew the motherfucker, drove over there with the boys and were like, you know what, dude? Get in a fucking car, get all your shit. I live in a garage right now. Bring your mattress. We're going to fucking live at my house. And fuck. like, and he was like, fuck no, bro. Like, I barely know you. I was like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm not going to let you what just you die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, bro. You yeah. don't know. Fair enough. Catch you later, man. Have a good one. No, he fucking came around, bro. But this was fate because I just moved all my shit into the, land, into the garage to live. He put his mattress on the floor, bro, and the the washing machine's in the garage, right? <laughs> yeah. Mattress is on the floor, and all my studio shit's at the other end, and the fucking washing machine's here. He 
left the hose out of the washing machine, no. saw it on the floor, <laughs> and we flooded the whole garage, bro. All my equipment would have been fucked up Slack. if I hadn't let him come and live there because his mattress soaked everything up. <laughs> Halfway through in the garage, uh-huh. everything was dry where the uh-huh. studio That's was. serendipitous, really. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It was and crazy. like, I especially, like, it's just like so, like, what do you call it? nostalgic for me going back to that point in time because I feel yeah. like that was the happiest point in time like I can listen to shit like money longer but like Lil Uzi and like the top like I've even been talking about with like Louie and shit because like those first like few weeks that I was staying like even then like the first few months to even like six to eight months that I was living in that house with Louie in the garage and shit was probably like the happiest time of my life like honestly like just the shit we were doing even though we'll because you finally up. found a exactly 42 but that's what I mean it's not just about that it's just about like the friendship that we grew real fast because we found a connection that we were like both really like similar it's like, like yin and yang bro like exactly so different but we make the mm. same the same like, for sure, idea, for sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. What advice would you give to kids or even young adults who are right now going through the same shit that you were don't going do through drugs. then? Don't, don't do drugs. Exactly, especially, especially prescription yeah. drugs, bro. Don't ever touch that shit. Don't smoke ever touch that shit. Weed. You can smoke weed. <laughs> smoke um, heaps, smoke heaps, heaps of weed. weed. Don't listen to this gun saying that you should smoke weed. That's that's up to you. That is up to you. That's your decision. You can smoke heaps but, of weed. But that's it. <laughs> If you are alone with anything, bro, the only fucking thing you need to find yourself an outlet, and that's it. But don't make that thing drugs. Don't Surround yourself with drugs. Winners. And don't make that things like self harm. You can see my arms, bro. You can see how many scars I got on my arms. I got it all on my fucking arms, bro. You don't want this shit. You don't want what we've been through. You want fucking. You want an outlet where you can make yourself happy. Whether that be music, whether that be something, anything creative that you can put your mind to. Because at the end of the day, the only one there is going to be you. For real. Exactly. And you've got a purpose. You've got a purpose. Never fucking forget that, that you've got a fucking purpose. You just need to find You're here for a reason, bro. Why do you think you were born? I always thought that, like, my 18 years, like, when I was 18 years old, like, that my 18 years of given life was, like, a fucking burden to the unborn youth and shit. But, like, fuck no. Now I know that, like, even though I want to still, like, kill myself to this day, I know that, like, I'm supposed to be here for a reason and, like, I'm pushing on for everybody else. I'm pushing on for all you guys, that us, to protect you guys from, like, all the mental health that we all are. We all are here for you. Whenever you need, bro, DM. And if you, DM, if you can't, that shit. yeah, that us. Like, talk to us if you need to. This whole 42 movement and everything we do is about, like, just trying, like... With, with Data's music, he makes you feel like you're not alone. Same with Uchi's music. And then with my music, it's like, now you're not alone, let's fucking rage, you know what I mean? Like, let's fucking Literally. be the best you can be, you know? And if you can't find your niche or your fucking your little path that you want to go through, then just, you know, know that it's yeah. there. Know that your path is there. And in the meantime, let's fuck some shit up, you know? Like, find any advice, <laughs> if I had any advice to youngins, it would be, like, if you need help, like, if you think you don't have your money straight, if you think that, like, you don't know what your direction is, if you want to talk to someone about how to get your money straight, how to budget, like, if your school isn't going to teach you, like, I'm happy to teach you how to do simple budgeting, 
how to work out a fucking break-even for your life so you know how much excess you can start investing into other shit. You can still have money on the side to live lavish at the same time. Even on Centrelink and shit, people don't realise. They think they're dirt poor. We've all been through the exact same shit. There's a way to budget out a a Centrelink budget to still do shit and still take movements forward. So if you feel like there's no direction, know that you're fucking wrong. And and, and and like think about it like this too, bro. Like like we ain't even like you might be like watching this right now. You might think that we fucking got money and shit because of where we're sitting. We're all broke as fuck, bro. We're all broke as fuck except for like. But we're rich with ambition. We're gonna be rich with ambition. Watch, bro. Watch, bro. You watch us fucking. We're hungry for this shit, and that's why we're popping off with this forty-two shit because we touch all bases on ent- entertainment industry, whether that be funny shit, the fucking covering, to mixing. To music, to fucking film, to everything, bro. Anything, bro. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, like soon will be sex work too. You know what I'm saying? So feel my pain. still roll it. Feel my pain. still roll it. Feel my pain with the brand. We're gonna be selling dildos. We're gonna be selling all. Feel my pain, bro. All all sorts of kinds of like baby clothes to like lingerie to like women's clothes. We wanna be able to give it every audience what they want so this brand is not just streetwear bro this brand is everything to anybody to anybody whatever you want custom whatever you want like anything then you fucking hit me up and I got you with that shit they'll even make you some goddamn like drawing racks exactly whatever you need (laughs) whatever you need Okay, yeah. I'll make I'll make your wooden spoon to smack your mum with. You know what I mean, mate. Like, Hypothetical question. Shut up, mums. Stewie calls up the boys. He says, "Hey, man, I can get you on a tour with literally anybody in the world. Anyone you want. Who who do you pick? Who do you go on tour with?" <laughs> if it was anyone for me, bro, it would definitely be X. Why X passed away? So like, it was gonna be anyone right now. Like, I feel like it would be like. Uh, fucking The Holiday or, or like Joe Kenji or like just like anybody that's from like internet money and things like that right now for sure internet money um well um, like uh, like Uzi Uzi Fire Uzi Fire at the moment obviously like, like all the greats thumb. like all this fucking like, Uzi and fucking Trippy and fucking all, everyone like that of course of course right now for though sure. Britney is free guys Britney, Britney fucking is in control right now. Can you imagine if you've seen like the 42 boys putting on a tour with like Britney Spears and Kesha and shit like that? Like that, that's, I need that Britney feature. Britney, I need that feature. Now that you're free. And if you could have your music in a film, TV show or video game, which one would you pick? Music. What'd you say? Like, if, if you could if you could have your music in a film, TV show, or video game, what would you like to have your music on? Fuck. <laughs> I reckon... I reckon... Oh. It really depends, eh? Like, if it was some, like... If it was some... Like, the movies these days... I'm not really fucking with movies these days. Like, I like, I like 90s, like 80s kind of movies. So if it was something like... Like if we were doing like some sort of Pulp Fiction style movie, that would be fucking sick. Yeah, obviously, obviously you go to that any day. But then again, if you just had your songs on NBA mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, unfortunately, guys, we are almost out of time, but I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, before we get to the last two questions, is there anyone that's not in this room that you want to give a quick shout out to your homies? Maybe someone that's helped you out. Shout out Ben, man. 
Oh, Benny, Benny, Benny is the owner of the 42 house and most of us owe fucking everything to that motherfucker for just letting our dumb asses live there and yelling in his fucking house and shit like that, man. Yeah. Know, apart from that, we also just want to like shout out the people inside of our fucking circle. I, I can say not inside of our circle as such, but like people that have fucking put us on and show us the fucking like the the fucking love like that we fucking show them and that put us on. Fucking Stafford Brothers, they're always looking after us. Shout, shout out Stafford Brothers. Shout out Stafford Shout out Shout out Filler for fucking Thank you so us much, on. bro. For everything, bro. For everything. Fucking shout out fucking. Uh, Kid Spyro, shout out Trilla Venice, shout out fucking all these boys that like are seriously wanting to work with us. Yo, shout out Alex from Backdoor Arts, man, for letting <laughs> us fucking rave that hard, man. We're 100%. sorry, Alex, but that's 100%. just who we are, bro. We know we broke some rules, but we'll be back. Shout out some of the other guys in the scene too, like in Rizzy, like Nifty, fucking tear shit up. These guys have some energy. Oh, Camouflage Rose and Camouflage James Rose Angus for letting us use the studio right now. Cool and responsive fucking media as well. Watch out for tear shit up, man. He's tear shit up. He's young and he's coming. He's bringing the heat and we're fucking and we're fucking putting him on. Trust me, like everything, bro. He's hungry, bro. Group chat. Watch out for group chat. Group everybody's like there's such a hectic scene in Brisbane that nobody realises uh-huh. we Look, just dime everybody dime. Needs, just needs to push each other up because we're we're in this together there's no everyone's all segregated right now in Brisbane we need to come together so we can one person goes up a step we come up with them that person goes exactly. out and we just keep going and like and as as much as you're all gonna say and you're gonna think that like everybody else in the scene is like like fuck them fuck that fuck this fuck everybody nah bro like you're all gonna be in like, like you're literally as soon as you come with us we're gonna show nothing but fucking love and if anything if anything, you know, like, we're literally gonna wanna fucking, like, like put you on with shit that we got going on, you know what Facts. I mean? Like, on the future, the everything, Facts. bro, like, seriously. But, um... Facts. I'm, I'm trying Sorry, to say this with a straight face right now, because Louis basically naked. Just hit us, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys see your careers 12 months from now? Uh-huh. Um, well, definitely, I <laughs> see us, I see us doing this fucking Kid Leroy fucking opening, yes, bro, sir. June 2022. Yeah. That's where the fuck we want to be, bro. Okay. We've got, got a show, we got a show coming. Oh, we to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. The next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a show coming, um... What is it, the 13th of... Oh, well, it depends November. on COVID and all that. It's, yeah, yeah, depending on COVID, there's a show coming soon. It's going to be mad sexy, mad emotional. Yes. This time, Data is headlining, which is going to be there again. Let's you know, go. I'm going to be there. I'm going to try and not have a seizure. <laughs> but, uh, almost, and if me and Deidre are doing it, if me, if, if me and Deidre are doing that shit, that no one could be here. <laughs> See, this like that, that also factor of that thing is, is like, especially we're trying to touch on the emotional shit. These motherfuckers are gonna be like, ne- we're gonna have like next level crowd control with this shit, oh, especially yeah. with the emotional stuff. Like, I'm gonna get motherfuckers to hold me up from my fucking ankles and literally let me walk on them like fucking Jesus, like I'm walking on water. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'm gonna be doing. Like, literally for this show. <laughs> as soon as you got that mic in your hand, Fuck everybody else. You're fucking the boss, bro. Like, you're the boss. If you're in the crowd, then you're a bitch. Uchi doesn't talk much, but that's because he's capo gangster Daliana. 
Okay, oh, yeah. just 12, know that he's fucking... 12, 12, 12 months from now, for sure. Like, oh, all of our man. current moves, our promotion, like, from now, all we've ever focused on is Brisbane because nothing else really fucking matters at the end of the day. You've uh-huh. got to be on your city before you're in any other city. Uh-huh. Right? We're starting out branching features. Like, we've got features coming up with New Zealand. We've got features coming up. Sydney, Melbourne. We're, looking at, we're looking at really fucking spreading out to the other states and starting to build a yeah. platform for us to tour Australia and make Australia yeah. our new city if you know what and I mean. like we, we've already got we've already got like I've, I've especially already branched out to America shout out Noah fucking yeah, I mean I've, I've been working with I've been working with Noah where we've done a couple of tracks together like that seductive type shit that we played into the strip club that us I fucking wouldn't also like I forgot the shout out before I got a shout out my girlfriend Gian like that last she helped me through like a lot of this shit and, like, well, now I got a shout out my girlfriend of course you of course you got a shout out all the girlfriends for real for real yeah sweet that's sweet so the final question what is the meaning of life according to the 42 crew you know what it's different for everybody pure rage it's not even about that pure rage for me Fuck you. For me, it's pure rage because <laughs> otherwise I just get too hung up on what life's actually about, and it's just scary. You know, as long as as long as you're fucking doing what makes you happy without imposing on other people's shit, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like I feel like as long as you look towards like a purpose, I feel like anybody without a purpose or a goal is just, just living. Exactly, bro. Fuck it. Just live your fucking life, bro. Like Fuck you it. Live your life. You're going to think that you're holding back, <laughs> that you're holding back on yourself. And that's what I've been doing for so many fucking years. And what we've been doing for so many fucking years. But what we got to know is that if you just push yourself and you fucking just like make life your bitch, bro. Like literally just fuck the earth. Like even you literally with, just even stick making, your dick even with inside music. of the earth or fucking rub your fucking vagina all over the fucking earth and literally just make it or your whatever you bitch, have. bro. Like, like that else. Anything, fuck bro. anything else, bro. You just gotta make life your bitch. Just and then you fucking earth. got it. You got it. You got it. You know what I'm saying? Alright, I think we're going to leave it there, guys. 42 crew, thank you so much for your time. Keep an eye out on these motherfuckers because they're making big moves in the next 12 months. My name is Scott Bars. This is the 42 crew. Shut up and fuck. We'll see you next time. Let's go. 42 for life. 42. 42. Alright, cut that shit. That was fucking, dude. That was like the most hectic interview I've ever done.